Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead. Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Today, Kim has brought in a fantastic guest, and that is Nancy Judd. And I am going to hand this podcast right over to Kim so she can make a great introduction and uh, give a little bit of information about what Nancy does. Good afternoon, ladies. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How are you? Fantastic. I'm excited. You told me that I was going to love this podcast. I know nothing about Nancy at this point, uh, except for she does something amazing. That's it. You are going to love this. Um, (laughs) I'm so happy to have Nancy on. Um, I've known Nancy for probably a little more than 20 years now. And what she does is something very unique and really incredible and um, amazing. So Nancy, welcome. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys, uh, our listeners, just a little bit of background on Nancy, and then we're going to launch into some some really interesting conversation. But Nancy is an environmental advocate. She's a public artist. She installs traveling exhibitions um, of what she calls her recycle runway collection in high traffic locations like museums and airports. Um, She creates site-specific art. She does community workshops. She uses her sculptures to capture people's attention and to inspire people to action in their lives to help care for the planet. Sounds like a really, really big job, um, but it sounds like a lot of fun too, Nancy. Oh, I'm so lucky. I am so lucky to do this work. Yeah, it's an honor. Yeah. And, and some of the things that you have created have been um, very inspiring. And um, you even have a piece in the Smithsonian, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. In the African-American Museum of History and Culture. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, maybe I should just explain my work first. Yeah. Well, let's come back to that because I, yeah. I really love that piece. So I, um, I know your story and your background, but our listeners don't. So tell us how you got started making recycled art fashion out of trash. Yeah, well, I um, was living in Santa Fe and I was working as the recycling coordinator for the city of Santa Fe. And uh, I was really interested in how to help people look at trash differently and see it as a resource rather than as just something that we want to get rid of and throw away out of sight, out of mind. So I teamed up with some local artists. We know there's a lot of artists in Santa Fe. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, these are artists who work specifically with trash or upcycled materials. And we started this event called the Recycle Santa Fe Art Market and Trash Fashion Show. 
And this is an event that has been going on now for over 20 years. Actually, we started in 1998. And it's an event where, you know, people actually, it's like one of Santa Fe's art events that people come to from around the country to experience. It is. And I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I went last year and Uh I, I took so many pictures because, wow, people get into this event and the and it's from young children to adults who make clothing for this event out of trash and i am absolutely blown away every year by the pieces that people make um, yeah and and display on the runway so um if you're ever in santa fe when when this event is going on or for those of you who live in santa fe it is a must see event so continue Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's the fashion show part of it that is on Friday night that kicks off the event, but then it's a weekend long art market, actually, and uh, where there's just wonderful artists from around the country who participate and sell their work. And it it is, it's so much fun. And I, I live in Portland, Oregon now, but I, and I miss it. I miss it a lot. But that is uh, kind of where this journey began for me. I have a background in art. Um, I studied art in college. My mother was the president of the Pacific Northwest College of Art in Portland. And so I just grew up around artists, in artists, in art classes, um, kind of constantly creating. And so when I was working as the recycling coordinator uh, for the city of Santa Fe, my two worlds collided at this event. And I kind of innocently, unknowingly uh, just threw together a dress made out of bubble wrap to promote the show. And that was really fun. So the next year I made a flamenco dress out of um, junk mail. And that was really interesting. And then the next year I made a glass dress uh, out of, um, it's called the glass evening gown. It's a floor length red evening gown that cascades onto the floor made out of 12,000 pieces of uh, recycled glass from the Albuquerque Recycling Center. And so I just kind of every year they would get more and more elaborate. And soon um, my colleagues in the recycling world around the country started learning about this collection of pieces that I had made and that other people who'd been in the trash fashion show had given to me. And I began to get invited to come to their events and put on uh, trash fashion shows for uh, Earth Day events, recycling conferences, all kinds of different, basically environmental type of events. I was doing that for maybe six or seven years, just as a part-time gig on the side. I was not promoting myself. It just was a word of mouth thing. And at a certain point, I thought, wow, this, this has a lot of momentum without me doing anything. What would happen if I made this my full-time work? And so I decided to leave my job at that time, which was, um, I was working as the executive director of the New Mexico Recycling Coalition. And I decided to pursue this as a full-time venture. So it really just blossomed uh, inorganically. 
and very organically. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of one thing led to another. I did at that point, though, decide that I, I wanted to change things a little bit. I felt like the, the intention of my doing this work initially was really about public education. And I felt like over the years, I had become more like entertainment. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so that I had two goals going into this full time. One was that I wanted to reach audiences who were not already thinking about these issues, who were not part of the choir, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then my other goal was that I wanted to meet, uh, reach much, much larger audiences. So I did some soul searching about this and I was actually flying back to Santa Fe from doing my last uh, fashion show and I was in the Chicago region. I got dropped off at the airport and I walked into the airport and I realized, oh, this is my new uh, gallery, so to speak. This is where I can show my work. This is where I'm going to reach millions of people who are not environmentally minded uh per se they may or may not be but right so yeah so that's um that's kind of how it started for me that's it's it's an amazing uh story and and process that you've you've been through and some of the pieces that i've seen i mean you have them on your website of course but um i I've, I've seen a number of them in person they are fantastic uh, and, you. and you have to look very closely to realize that's trash <laughs> or was right. And it's, it's become this beautiful uh, dress or outfit or, or whatever it happens to be. So some of the places that I know of that you've had your art displayed um, or is permanently displayed, as I mentioned, you have a piece in the Smithsonian. Um, uh, I saw your first uh, display in the Atlanta airport, which was, uh, back in 2011, 2011. Yeah. Um, and, and you have a new display coming up this year in the Atlanta airport. Mm-hmm. And, and as I mentioned, uh, tell us about the piece you have in the Smithsonian. Yeah. It's called the Obamanos coat. And for um, anybody who lives in New Mexico, they will remember the bumper stickers that came out the first time Obama was elected. Um, And they said, Obama nos, which was kind of like spangalizing (laughs) his name, (laughs) adding a nos on the end to Mm -hmm. mean perhaps like we are Obama, like we are this... um, we are this movement. And it all started after he was elected. I had uh, been campaigning a lot for him. And I had was in and out of the headquarters um, quite a bit. And I knew that the, the day after the election, I knew there was a lot of leftover materials Um, And so I actually went to the headquarters in Santa Fe and in Albuquerque and in some of the rural New Mexican um, sites and just filled up my car with a lot of random stuff from the campaign. I I went through dumpsters uh, because sometimes I was a little too late. (laughs) Uh. And um, and so I... um, 
I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just felt like I, I, I need to get this little piece of history because this is obviously a very historic moment. And so on, on my drive back to Santa Fe, thinking, what am I going to do with this? Well, I mean, it was a pretty obvious <laughs> um, conclusion. What do I do with trash? I make it into clothes. So I made a collection of three pieces called the, um, the Change Couture Collection. And there's the coat, which is what's in the Smithsonian, is made out of door hangers from the day of the election, encouraging people to vote that were cut into little strips and then sewn to a man's full-length winter coat that I bought um, at a second-hand store. I attempted to find his measurements so that it would um, be able to fit him if there was ever an occasion for him to put it on. And then there was a cocktail dress, the Obama cocktail dress, and um, which is made out of yard signs, plastic yard signs that were cut into strips and then sewn um, horizontally onto sort of a saucy little cocktail dress. And then the voter swing coat is made from posters that were put out um, encouraging people to register to vote. And it's sort of a little, little coat. That's that's great. I I love how your uh, a lot of your pieces really do have a story uh, behind them, which is also um, fascinating. So and and I mean you have so many pieces we could talk about stories on all of them. Another thing that I love about what you do is the community aspect on it, um, and you do workshops where folks can can both create their own work and then help on your projects. Correct? Yeah, yeah. And over the years, that has become more and more important to me. And I find that involving people in the creative process is uh, a more active way of actually engaging them in the issues that each piece talks about because um, each of my sculptures has a focus um, a, one like environmental kind of issue. For example, uh, one of the pieces I just created is called the citrus lace dress, and it's made out of citrus peels that were punched into little circles and then um, painted with pigment and then sewn in a pattern, uh, a lace pattern onto a dress made out of cheesecloth. And so that piece really talks about, um, it encourages people to eat less meat and more fruits and vegetables and talks about how um, eating meat contributes to climate change. So each of my pieces has a, a message. It has, I think of them as kind of working gals and guys. <laughs> they yeah. go out in the world and, um, and help to raise awareness and hopefully change behavior as well. And so when I involve people in the creation process, then that allows us um, to talk a little bit for it to be more one-on-one or group discussions about these issues, Um, not just sort of what happens passively in an airport when you see it and read the text panels. Right. Which is the educational component and so important about the work that you're doing. Yeah. It, for me, that's really what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. 
the education. So you also do commission work, um, which you have done for some some pretty big name companies. Um, what would what do you think uh, has been your most interesting project? Well, one of my commissions was from uh, Toyota, and uh, they had invited me to come to their uh, one of their locations in Long Beach, California, and go through their waste materials there. And so I, I remember on my way there, I was just thinking like, okay, car parts, like how am I going to make car parts, <laughs> you know, elegant and yeah. pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the time I, uh, I actually, it was fun cause I was taking a road trip with my mom from, uh, Portland to Santa Fe. And on our way, we stopped in long beach and in the evenings on that trip, we were watching a lot of old classic movies. And so I, I kept seeing these women in the forties in these little uh, suits that had these really like just smart little blazers with a long straight pencil skirt. And so that's what ended up inspiring the final design of that piece. Um, now, Nancy, as I mentioned sort of at the beginning here, um, you and I have known each other for a little over 20 years, um, probably sometime 1998, um, we met, uh, and we met because we, we work together in a professional capacity and in, in that I've, uh, at the beginning co-managed your accounts and, and now I do manage your, your, your investment accounts. Um, because as, as, as we've been talking about sustainability is important to you. Um, can you tell me and our listeners why sustainable investments is so important to you? Yeah, well, I, I should just start by saying, first of all, that I feel very fortunate to have uh, inherited some money from um, both of my grandfathers. Just a little note on that, I should say, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately about the privilege, really, that has brought that wealth into my life. The privilege of being white, upper class, settler ancestry yeah. um, that allowed my family to amass that money. And so I, I have a lot of mixed feelings, honestly, about having that wealth. And I want to use it as responsibly as possible. And it has allowed me to be able to live this life of an artist and an activist, which is not very lucrative. <laughs> and <laughs> that's so to, important. And so, you know, that's a that's a huge gift that my uh, grandparents um, gave to me was the ability to be able to kind of follow this um, this dream and, and this creative journey that I've been on. And without that safety net to fall back onto, which I do uh, relatively regularly, it would just be much more difficult. Mm -hmm. So, of course, managing that money then is something that um, I do not have the bandwidth to do. And so that's why, you know, I've been working with you. And 
I am really strict about when I'm taking um, sponsorships, um, you know, who they're coming from. And so, for example, I, I never take any um, money from the oil and gas industry. That's really obvious, but there's a lot of shades of gray in that whole process. So likewise, it's really important to me that the investments that I have are with uh, companies and businesses that are not only not doing the bad stuff, but are actually supporting good causes uh, as well. And so it's just been really like, I've had a lot of peace of mind, I should say, working with you. And, you know, we go through kind of a filter of um, what we want that to look like. And so, you know, I know that uh, the money that I have is, is not only um, being well managed, but is also supporting good stuff. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, and yes, um, matching your values is so important to us and um, uh, important to you as a client. So we do the best that we can for you. So I want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find your website and your blog. And so they can see the amazing things that you've done. So why don't you tell us where they can find you? two places. One is um, on my website. You can go to nancyjud.com and find my work there. And if you want to see some of it in person, and you're going to be flying through the Atlanta airport in the next year, I'm going to be installing on February 18th, 2020, um, 15 new works in the Atlanta airport in Concourse T. Great. I cannot wait to go see those um, because I will be flying through there on the 27th of this month. So I will yeah. be hunting them down. <laughs> what a great coincidence. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. Nancy, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. We really appreciate having you here telling your story and talking about your amazing pieces of art. Um, and uh, I hope everyone who listens and flies through the Atlanta airport in the next year gets an opportunity to go see your work and, um, and, and, and checks out your website because it's amazing. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Great. Thanks. Okay. I cheated <laughs> while you guys were talking. I grabbed my phone, uh, cause I didn't want to use my computer while we were recording. And I'll tell you what, the flamingo dress, flamingo. I know I'm saying that incorrectly. Flamingo. Flamingo. No, 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 not flamingo. It's not the bird. Flamingo. Oh, flamingo. flamingo. Yeah. Flamingo. Oh, oh okay. holy okay, cow! The, the train on that thing is yeah. amazing. I don't even know what it's made out of yet because I haven't gotten that deep into the website because I quickly wanted to see the um, the the glass evening dress, and that is stunning. <laughs> That one I love. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. So now I have a huge, you know, my, my dinner plans are now to have my daughter over because she was coming over anyway, and my wife, and we're going to just look through all the things oh, that you've created. Those, so those are amazing. So thank, thank you so much you. for being on here. Kim, I can't thank you enough for bringing on an amazing guest again, and uh, I, I, I look forward to our next podcast. Yes. This, this, was, this was a really good one. So thank yeah. you, Nancy. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank Absolutely. You and for all you listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. 
This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And this is one you're going to want to share because you've got to see this stuff. It is truly amazing. Uh, you, you'll never guess it is made out of glass and, and, and trash and rubbish. Uh, just, just amazing. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.